The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. This episode of the EP Podcast brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, reminding you it is never too early to start teaching your kids about money. Help them take the first step toward a healthy financial future with a junior savers account from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park located in that iconic building right there on the corner of 95th and Pulaski. With a junior savers account, children can earn interest on every dollar they deposit so they get to see their money grow. Show your children how rewarding savings can be and then set them up for success. To learn more, visit bankevergreenpark.com slash juniorsavers slash EP. No minimum required to open. Member FDIC. Belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. Hannah Beth at the end of the bar. Yes. And my wife Erica joins us as well, sweetheart. Hello. Yeah, we talked about it on Friday's show. Did you get, like... People walking up to you going, what was it like having COVID? Like, did you get, are you like, are you in a Petri dish now? Are people still crossing the street for you? I'm starting (laughs) to think like now, now, now after I talked about it on Friday and I still see people like being afraid of me, I'm wondering if I stink. Okay. I mean, it hasn't even been in the house for a week now. We're over a week since this thing has been around. And I really should be the leper more than you because I'm the one that caught it. So yeah, exactly. But yes, I did get. I have had people question me about it, so. (laughs) Are you okay? Are you really good? Are you sure you're good? Are you sure you should be out here? Maybe you should stay in your house for an extra moment. Well, would everybody well in your house? (laughs) That is the question. What's funny is all of you had like different symptoms. No one had like the same. We all lost, um, Audrey, Dominic, and I all lost our taste. And then Audrey lost smell. Smell. And then Audrey had a bad fever Mm -hmm. and... Erica and Dominic had slight fevers. Yeah. And then that was it besides the achiness. And then Erica had the congestion. Nick had nothing. I had congestion, but it was in the head. congestion. And then Nick had nothing. Nick is a six-year-old that was just a carrier. He was like the monkey from Outbreak. You would think that he was totally normal, and then all of a sudden, Dustin Hoffman has to come up with a vaccine. He had a fever for one day. Right. I mean, he was he was he he didn't even realize he had the thing. And the thing is, then he goes back to school over at Redeemer, and he tells everybody he has the COVID. Like, I mean, so like, you know, the parents are like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Because if a six-year-old looks at another six-year-old in the first grade and goes, I have COVID. Like, he doesn't have it anymore. He calls it the Rona. I, yeah, the Rona. <laughs> then that six-year-old goes home and goes, Nick Lanuti came to school with coronavirus. And the parents are freaked out. Because in his mind, he's going to have it forever now. I think Nick learns a lot of bad habits from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his father. He talks too much. Uh there's so much that we're going to talk about today. Uh, a lot of things that I kind of want to get into. Uh, the first thing, though, I want to admit, and the American Legion guys are going to be here, but one of the side effects of the COVID running through the house was that I had to give up my no-carb diet. Ooh. I, I, I never got into this, but I had to give it up because there was another member of the house, and I'm not going to embarrass anybody who was on it, but there was another member of the house that was go, trying to go no-carb, okay? And... When that person got COVID, they were told, start eating carbs because it helps combat the COVID. It helps the body. And I was like, what? What? And it was like, yeah, yeah. The the natural natural sugars and carbohydrates, like being carb free is not going to help you 
while you have it, it's going to make it worse. Wow. And that's what they were told by the doctor. So at that point, I was like, well, what if I catch this thing? So I just started eating bread. Like, you know, I had a, me- <laughs> I had a medical calzone or two, you know, a couple well, yeah. of, couple of uh, prescription burritos. You know, I went to town on like a piece Pizza. of cake, you know, to kind of protect <laughs> Did myself. Did your body freak out after being no carb and then you're just <laughs> loading up on carbs? Uh, not really. Not really. I mean, then all of it was for shock. science and medicine. So I figured oh, to protect okay. myself. A couple of IPAs. You know, I sure, drank a lot sure. of beer that first day. I bet like you Like that did. first day when they were like, get back on carbs. I'm like, I know how to get carbs in my system. And I went right to the IPAs, like behind the bars, like just pounding beers. That's like, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it to protect sick. myself. That's what I was yes. doing. I was doing it to protect Medically myself. Medically necessary. Right. It was like the doctor said that I should drink 12 beers and order two pizzas. That's what the doctor said. That's what the doctor well, said. it's a rule in the Lanuti household. Like, if you are feeling like you're sick, maybe you should have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> We're a problem over here. We're not doctors. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, and we've got a couple of guys from the American Legion hanging out. Matt Jin is here, Bob O'Connell. How are you guys? Good, Chris. Good, Chris. How are you? Real good. From what I understand, the Legion is ramping things up a little bit. You know, I mean, you guys are you guys are bringing some stuff back that may not have been around. You've got a big car show coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, why don't we Why don't we start first with that? You have an You have an auto show. What is this that's coming to the Legion? So we're going to have a car cruise on Saturday, September twenty fifth, from three to seven. Uh, we're going to have live music, food, some cold beverages. We're going to have a couple tents out there. We got some T shirts made up. It's open to the public. It's free car entry. Um, there's not any kind of judges or anything like that, but it's free car entry. We got a ton of space and we also have additional parking. So we're hoping to have a huge, a huge turnout with this. You know, I, I think that the the Legion is one of those those I don't know if I don't want to say unappreciated things in Evergreen Park, but really just like not understood locations in Evergreen Park. Cause I I thought it until the first time that I walked into it that it was like a members only club. So you're, you're not sure if you can head over there. Like, I remember, like, uh, um, I was in a basketball league a few years back at the kids' school. And they were like, yeah, we're going over to Legion, uh, like, after the, every game. And it's like, okay, fine. But I felt like, well, somebody here must be a member, and that's how we're all getting in here. But that isn't the case. I mean, it's literally open to anybody, just like an, any other establishment here in, in Evergreen Park, right? It's all right. You're right. It's right. a gem. It's a little hidden gem. It's run, it's run by the members. So there are members, you know, veteran members that do run the organization from a donation standpoint, from a charitable standpoint, and from a business standpoint. But it's open to the public. We have event space in the back that you could rent out. That's incredible. It's packed. I don't even know if every every weekend every weekend we have a, the oh, hall. Oh, since packed. you guys updated yeah. it, it's the place to be. I know that when the uh, when the mayor ran, when Kelly Burke ran her oh, yeah. and all the trustees and that that political party, they had their big event there over at the Legion the night that the the night of the election. And uh, I've been to a couple of events now that are over there. That's a big, beautiful room over there, and it's something that I don't think people you know people are always looking for a place to have something. And they don't realize that, that, you know, what you got over there, because the building is kind of like, you know, it's not an older building, but it's definitely from a different, uh, you know, era of architecture. Right. right. And, like, oh, yeah, and you got the cannon out in front of it. And they're probably like, well, this is just like some like, you know, you know, just little hall there. You have this really nice setup over there. Tell people about that. It's nice. You know, we get fit, what, 200 people, 200, 200 people, people in capacity the in the back room. Uh, there's parking for at least 150, I would say. We were counting spaces for the car show, so we kind of have some idea of how many cars we could fit back there. Uh, and from what I was told, the cost is, is it, it, $750 you can't beat it. for a rental for four, for hours, four hours, I think. 
and we are booked every Saturday pretty much for the whole year. Yeah, that's one of the reasons we're having this car show on the 25th because it was the only day available probably through the end we of didn't November. Have an event going we didn't on. have an event going on. Right? That's that's crazy. So how many cars are you expecting to have out there? Like what, what, do you, what so far has been the buzz around who's going to be showing up? What kind of cars could people expect to see when they when they get out there? You know, I think there's going to be a good mix of everything. I think people are, are you know, there's going to be your classics for sure, your muscle cars. Uh, I think there's there's a couple exotics. People t- told me they're were, they were going to bring a couple exotics. And I think motorcycles, we're going to have motorcycles there too. So uh, from what we've, the feedback we got so far, I mean, we're probably looking at, you know, 35, 40, and we're, st- we're still 25 days away. It's, it's, I got a feeling people are going to be cycling through, you know, throughout the day. You know, they'll come, they'll hang out for a little bit, they'll grab a bite to eat, have a drink, and then, you know, they'll go about their day. So, um, you know, I think if we get 50, I think we're going to be pretty successful with 50. You know, yeah. we're, we're hearing a lot of good things from people that come in that said, oh man, we got the, we got, I got a car. I want to bring it. I want to bring this yeah. car. I want this. I got five friends, man. They got, they got this one car. You'll love this. You'll love this. You know, and they'll just, you know, it's just word of mouth right now. Right. That's how we're doing it. We just opened up a Facebook page the other day. So we're kind of doing a little bit of advertising on that. But you have a lot of room in that back parking lot. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. When you drive by the Legion on Kedzie Avenue and, and it's just, just to the north of 99th Street, okay? When you drive by the Legion on, on you know, on Kedzie, just north of 99th here in Evergreen Park, and you look over there, you see the thin parking lot that's next to it, right? And then you go, you don't realize that you have all that space in the back and you have more building in the back where you have that big giant room that you're you're renting out for events. So you've got a lot of space. This thing could get pretty big pretty quickly. Like how how long does it run for? What's the date again? September 25th from 3 to 7. Uh, and we have contingency plans. If there's too many people there, we have, we're going to have additional parking plans and maybe even a possible shuttle, maybe from Cozary and back. So we have we have a plan in place. This is the first annual one. We we have a new administration up there. We got a lot of new uh, a lot of new officers, uh, so to speak. And uh, this is kind of one of those you know fundraising events that they've always wanted to do, but they really never had uh, the personnel or the volunteers to do it. So. Um, hopefully we get a good turnout. That's awesome. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's also another great event where you can have like the kids out someplace. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, like I got two boys, uh, bringing them out to go look at cars that like the little guy is going to lose his mind. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and it really, when you're trying to figure, I've been just explaining this to my wife, like when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do and what I'm going to spend my money on, like, I want to go to things where like, I, you know, things are normal. I'm having fun. And, you know, where do I, where do I put my dollar? This, I don't even have to put a dollar to it. I'm, I'm basically, there's not, you're not staying at the front for an entry fee, right? You're basically just, you're showing up, you buy food, you're paying for that. You buy a drink, you're paying for that. But there's, there's no admission to this, is there? No, just come and show up. I think, you know, the, 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 the you know, when this was first presented, people were asking a lot of questions and a lot of members are like, how are we going to do this? How, how, who, how's the logistically, how's it going to work out? But you know, I think the theme is, or, or the thought process is, you know, we're going to take approach of, hey, you know what, we're going to have a barbecue in our backyard, and we're going to invite all of our friends over who have awesome cars, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to have a good time and listen to good music. So, nice, clean, family fun, uh, and it's super inexpensive. All you got to do is show up. You got me sold. I'll, I'll be there. It sounds, it sounds like something I'm going to be at. What the heck? Okay. I mean, you know, once we get off the air here, I'm going to give these guys a couple of beers and I'm going to talk them into letting the EP podcast hang out out there because that sounds like that's going to be another great event here in Evergreen Park. And that's going to really kick off an incredible 
week in Evergreen because you guys will be having that event. And the very next Saturday is the big Oktoberfest that they're trying, the first annual one. So literally don't make plans in the back end of September. Yes. Okay? Stick around the EP. We've got a massive event going on over at the American Legion. It sounds like it's an awful lot of fun. It's going to kick off, I think, a really wild October in Evergreen Park. And I'm glad you guys were able to stop in and tell us all about it. Before you get out of here, tell me uh, and everybody that's listening who may not know, just give me a little bit on the Legion here. Because I know that you guys are doing, you do a lot of things for charity. You, 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 you've got a lot of members who are veterans. You give, give everybody a little bit of a, a breakdown, especially if there's somebody who's like, maybe I'd want to join the Legion. Yeah, so the, we're always looking for new members, obviously. Um, um, uh, you could come in, you could, you could sign up right there at the bar. The bartenders have the memberships there, and they're trained uh, you know, to, to more or less kind of process those and, and take those uh, for the officers to process. Um, American Legion is a not-for-profit organization. We focus... Uh, locally, we like to keep our donations and our scholarships local. That's, yeah, that's what we like to do. We try to do everything. Yeah. Um, I know my daughter filled out for a scholarship when she was going to high school. I know that that was one of the ones I was like, make sure you head up to the Legion and take care of the, your scholarship there. People don't understand that you guys have like a, a lot that you're giving back each and every year. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for um, for a lot of uh, those types of scholarships. So, and, and, you, and the great thing is, is if you're a member, you can propose or create a scholarship on behalf of whoever you want. And then once it gets voted in, all we do is take the applications from students or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, pretty much we, we kind of have free reign with that. As long as it makes sense and it's reasonable and it's for a good cause, those are the types of things that we're going to continue to do. All right. Well, remember, though, you can go to this event. You don't need to be a member. You can stop in anytime you want to over there. You don't need to be a member. Rent out that hall. You don't need to be a member. And they've got one of those classic Southside bars in there. That's the horseshoe. So as you're sitting at the bar, you can see the person on the other side of the bar while the bartender walks down the middle. I always like the bar pizza that you have there. I always like the way that that bar was set up. Plus, you got the gaming machines in there. So, like, I mean, you've always had like you guys. That bar reminds me of the kind of bar that I wished I could get into when I was younger, like, and I would get rejected because like my dad would walk into it and be like, this isn't for kids in here. And I'd be like, but that bar looks so cool. That's what your bar is these days. And so it's a, it's a really cool place to hang out. If you haven't checked out the Legion, get over there and check out this auto show that is happening on the 25th of September. Uh, the, the, the hours again, three to seven, three to seven. And if somebody's got a car and they want to show it off or a bike, they reach out to you. They stop in the Legion. What they can stop in the Legion. They could call us. They could just show up on the day. We're going to have people out there parking, coordinating traffic and everything like that. So um, feel free to stop by. You don't even need to make an appointment or register or anything. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be well coordinated. Excellent. Bob, Matt, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. So I'm the old dad now because of Nicholas. Yeah. Got a 15 year old at Macaulay and I've got an eighth grader and now I have a first grader. And now that the kids are back in school, I'm standing out in front, dropping, dropping off Nick 
And you know, with the little guys, you stand there. You kind of go, eh, I don't know if I trust him. Yeah. To like not, there's so many little guys yeah. there. Like he may make a break for it and nobody will see him. So I'm going to, I'm going to linger and I'm going to watch. Right. Yeah. And I find myself now surrounded by people that are all 10 years younger than me. Like I'm the old dad now. You are. Like when I had Audrey and Dominic and I was standing, there was always like that one or two dads that were standing there. And they were definitely a different generation than me. What did you think when and you were the younger one and saw the older dad? I remember sitting there thinking like, man, that guy got started late. Like, <laughs> who the hell would have a kid at this age? Like, like, I'm never going to do that. Like, that's all, those are all the things that ran through my head. Okay. Like, man, that guy's old. And now it's me. Right? And now it's you. And then, and then the other thing that I used to do is be like, wow, that old guy keeps talking to me. I don't have anything in common with him. So now I'm like convinced that every time I talk to one of these parents, they're like, yeah, yeah, go away, old guy. Like, <laughs> It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Creaky Bone Balm, CBD products that won't break the bank. You're going to hear more about them coming up right after this Word on the Street. If you do not have your Evergreen Park Village vehicle sticker by now, don't worry, go online, order it, pay with a credit card, avoid the line over at the Village Hall, go to evergreenpark-ill.com, get it now, that deadline is September the 15th. Starting the day this show comes out, one day late because of Labor Day, we came out on a Tuesday morning, Tuesday, September the 7th, parking on Kedzie is prohibited. It's prohibited Tuesday the 7th through Thursday the 9th. That is because the final resurfacing by IDOT will be taking place. And it's about time because seriously, my tires and my rims are having a hard time going down 99th Street and crossing Kedzie in either direction. Could that cliff be any larger? It's like you're driving over a curb. Thanks a lot, IDOT. There should not be any effect on local businesses up and down Kedzie, but you should expect traffic delays. The good news is that means this Kedzie Avenue project may soon be over. Evergreen Park High School Music Department having a fundraiser car wash. It's taking place this Sunday, September the 12th, 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. in the high school parking lot. We've had those kids over here so many times before. We've had the marching band on the program before. We've had all the musical groups, the singers, if you need a car wash, get over there on Sunday. The day before on Saturday, a lot going on here in Evergreen Park. Memories to go, the village-wide garage sale happening on September 11th, this Saturday, Yukich Field. And then, meat being smoked, it's the MHR Men's Club Barbecue Bash. Doors open up at 5 p.m. over at Most Holy Redeemer, 95th Street, right at Millard. There is still a pre-sale this week at mhrmensclub.com. 20 bucks gets you in the door, a BYOB event, 21 and over, and nearly 50 teams, all presenting different ribs for you to sample as they compete. If you wait until Saturday, it's $25 at the door. And finally, the youth department is bringing back that babysitting class. I've talked about it before. It is spectacular. Saturday, October the 23rd, 9 a.m. until 3.30 p.m., 12 or older, only 10 students per class. Register now in the youth room. That is at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. That's your EP Podcast, Word on the Street. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.
You know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives, and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT. Get 20% off your order. And now check out the new 2,500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms right now at creakybone.com. So this coming Saturday, I'm pretty excited because the Most Holy Redeemer Barbecue Bash is going to be happening. I am excited for it. That's like one of my favorite events in Evergreen Park. I'm cooking ribs. Erica does have to make a side. My my (laughs) nearly competition winning ribs, even though I've never won this, but I've come close to it. Uh, I'll be there, so make sure you get out there on Saturday afternoon. And John Brand from Open Outcry is going to be providing my side. He's your side dish. Which is going to be craft beer. Yes, John Brand <laughs> is my side dish. Okay. <laughs> He'll love that. He'll absolutely love that. Come by and see me and John. Okay, so uh, that's happening on Saturday. It's it's weird for me. I don't know why it's weird for me because it was 20 years ago, but it's the it's one of those big anniversaries for 9-11. And I'm a history buff, and I'm one of those people that when he flips through things and he sees, like, the, you know, the Battle of the Bulge, I'll sit there for two hours and watch, like, some World War II documentary. And right now, it's, like, all 9-11 stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, all 9-11 it. stuff. It's going to be it. nonstop 9-11 stuff. And I was sitting there, and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't normally talk about my 9-11 because I think that's kind of played out, right? Like, everybody's always like, where were you? And it's always like something like, oh, we were there and it was really scary. And then we watched it at my parents' house. And like, like you don't get a lot of like really unique stories, especially out here, right, for 9-11. But I experienced 9-11 in Wheeling, West Virginia. And that was a very unique experience. So if you'll indulge me, I wanted to kind of tell you the story because I've not, I don't tell the story very often. So I'm doing morning radio at 100.5 Womp FM, where when I answered the phone, I would say, where are you whomping from? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where are you whomping from? Which was better than the sister station, where I would have to say, are you feeling froggy? Because it's froggy whatever. Because it was froggy 10-something. Like, if you ever see The Office. They play country. If you ever watch the TV show The Office. Yes. The froggy stickers, like, on all the desks, because it's in Winton, or uh, in Scranton. Okay. Oh my God. And they, we were part of the same company in Wheeling, West Virginia, that had that station in Scranton. That was a real station with the froggy bumper stickers that you'd see. Are you so I could froggy? either work for Froggy or I could work for Womp. And I thought, where are you Wompin' from was a little easier for me to deal with <laughs> than where changing my to name to changing my, you know, it was either that or I had to change my name to Chris Ribbit and ask people Chris Ribbit. if they were feeling froggy because everybody had to have like a frog name on that. Oh, my God. All right. I don't want to get into that. Though, okay. I anyway, 9-11. All right. So I did that show. That was always the show that got off a little bit earlier to my other morning shows. It always ended at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And I always had a commercial break at the end of it. So really, I was done at 8.55. Because it was like a mixed radio. It was like a, not even a mix. I would call it, it was, it was similar to like a combination of B96 back in the day and 101.9. Okay. But we're talking 
That's what it sounded. It was the music they would have played in 2001. That's where I was at. So I mean, I'd be playing the Backstreet Boys, yeah. and then I'd be playing No Diggity. You know, <laughs> like that's I'd be doing stuff the like Here Come song. the Hot Step, or like I mean, like I was playing that stuff. Okay. So anyway, that was like my one non-rock radio station that I was ever on, where there was like literally no guitar at any time that I ever got to play on that station. Okay. But it's about 8.55, I start the commercial break, and I walk into the only room that has a television. Like, as the morning guy, I got whatever I wanted, because we were, I was number one in the town, and I drove the radio station's ratings, and I was like, I like to, I like to have my post-show meeting in this room with the television. Okay, whatever you want, Chris. Cool. So I go in there, and I'm sitting down, and I'm waiting for the rest of my crew to come in there, and I'm watching TV, and the Today Show's on, and one of the buildings is burning. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, well, that doesn't look like it's any good. And I'm sitting there working. And I, I, I kind of have the, I turn up the sound. I'm listening and they're talking. And I see the other plane coming in. And remember, you know, my first thought was, I wonder what anybody else's first thought was. But I know what mine was 20 years ago. Well, they're doing a flyby to see what happens. Because they got a good yeah. view up there. That's the, that, that, that was exactly what I thought they were doing. I saw that plane coming from that angle. And I was like, oh, it's a flyby. And then it went through the building. And I said, and I immediately said, oh, we're under attack. Like that was uh, like yeah. the first words I spoke to the radio station when I walked out of the room is I said, we're under attack. And everybody just looks at me and goes, what? I'm like, we're under attack. They're flying planes, jumbo jets into buildings in New York City. And everybody's like looking at me like I'm an idiot. Like I'm telling a room full of people that are all looking at me like I'm an idiot. So then I'm like, come on. And so a couple of them come back. The rest of them all think I'm full of it. And then... People start filtering back and they're watching the replay. They're showing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. And so now I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm off the air. I got nothing to do with this. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go home and watch this. I'm done for the day. Right. And I'm getting ready to get my stuff together. and I'm going to leave. And all of a sudden out comes the boss, the general manager of the radio station. And he goes, you're needed in, in my office. And I go, Okay. So I walk in the office. I walk in the office. I got the general manager of the radio station, the head of sales, and like all the big wigs. My boss is in there. My direct boss, the program director, standing in there. And they've got a guy from corporate, Frank Bell. I loved Frank. Frank, I think, listens to my podcast every once in a while. He's an old radio guy, okay? And he's not from here, but I think he still checks in on me from time to time. And Frank's on the speakerphone, and he goes, is Chris there? And I go, yeah. And right away, my boss goes, I don't understand why we need Chris here. He's just the morning guy. And Frank's response was, he's the only one in West Virginia in that entire station that has a degree. <laughs> the rest of you just got through high school. Like, I mean, like Frank wow. was from a big city and I was in a tiny town in Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. And he's like, he's in charge of everything. Like none of you have ever been outside of that. Like he's in charge. He's in charge. Everything that happens from this point forward is his. And I'm like, but I was going to go home. You're not going anywhere. And so that was the one time I ever got to use my journalism degree because I would get reports from the Associated Press and Reuters and everything else. And this is back before Twitter. If this right. would happened during Twitter, mass hysteria, right? Oh, God, can you imagine? But, but what I would do is uh, with my training in journalism is I would read something where Reuters would say there's an unconfirmed report of a plane flying into a building in Dallas. And I would say, we're not reporting that. And then everybody would be like, why not? And I'd be like, because I don't have a it's second source. Yeah. I don't have a second source and I'm not reporting it. Like the news wires got so much wrong that day. Yeah. They had planes being shot down. They had all this stuff, but they never had two of them repeating the story. Now 
the media would have just report everything. Be, you wouldn't know what happened when it was all over because they just there's no journalism anymore. But back then, I was remember what my college journalism professor taught me. Here I am, a morning guy who tells jokes, okay, and plays songs and hits on you know like the Bud Light girl at the event because this is before I married my wife. And now all of a sudden, I'm making the decision on everything that's going on in the air, and I do a better job. I did a better job that day than anything that Twitter would ever do. But the best part about it. After it's all over, it was a chaotic day. It was a horrible day. I probably cried multiple times on that day. It was the next day. Yeah. In Wheeling, West Virginia. The next day in Wheeling, West Virginia, I spent four hours on the radio taking phone calls from country boys patrolling downtown Wheeling in pickup trucks (laughs) with shotguns who were protecting the federal building from the terrorists who were asking whether or not we were safe who were calling me up, pe- people calling me up saying, I think I saw a terrorist in town. And I spent the entire day wow. telling them, they don't even have you on a map. You're in Wheeling, West Virginia. <laughs> you have maybe 20,000 people in the area. You even have a water here. tower with like, your name on no, it. The, the highest building's four stories. They couldn't hit you <laughs> if they took 15 tries and they don't want to because they can't find you. Like I spent four hours living in a town that was that like all the good old boys went out and got their 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 rifles, their their shotguns, their Uzis. Like right, Erica's sitting here. You'd go outside and people would drive <laughs> by in a caravan with heavy weaponry, just patrolling <laughs> in downtown Wheeling, West Virginia, waving an American flag and holding up their M16. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And that is why my 9-11 was always going to be different <laughs> wow. from any of yours, any of yours at all. I lived wow. in the middle of martial law in a small town in West Virginia <laughs> that was convinced that any minute now, the Taliban were going to jump out of planes and parachute in and take over Wheeling, West Virginia. It was <laughs> absolute they were madness. ready. Yeah, they, they were, were ready. ready. They were ready. They were going to save oh. your life, Chris, if they had to. Oh, my goodness. People were calling the station saying, Chris, I got a bunker. When you hang, when you get, when you start playing the next song, call me. I'll tell you where we're hiding out. <laughs> and I'm like, is this like the fifth bunker that's been offered to me in an hour? Like they were ready up there. Like that's why this country will never be taken by an outside force. Never. Okay. Because when they get to places like the, <laughs> like the Appalachians, they, and don't, where I'm from, they the don't have a chance. Like, they're going to run through Chicago. Like, suburbanites are going to be screaming and running down the street. Yeah. But they could never take the Appalachians. Those people have been sitting around waiting for a war for 200 years. <laughs> they, keep, they they just busted out the weaponry, and they put sandbags in front of the federal building, and they stood guard. Not the police. The people did. So, trust me, like, there's another part of America out there that I don't think any of you have ever seen. And no documentary is going to show that. <laughs> no. But that was my 9-11. <laughs> another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement.
the broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.